Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Let's get it started in here. And the bass keeps running, running, and running. Five seconds left in the game. You believe in Context, there's no disrespect, so when I bust my rhyme, you break your necks. We got five minutes for us to disconnect. All of it is on the field. We're going to get the mission. We're Let's get it started. Let's get it started. What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the opening line. This has Stop to be recording. It has to be recording. That's how I do each podcast. Never record it. I record it every single week. I don't have the video. I delete the video. Don't look at you trying to look nice now. Get the fuck out. It doesn't matter. There's no video. We don't do any video. Maybe we should do video. What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the opening line. We are your host, Wits and Roz, back from a hiatus. Back with a lot. Back with a lot, honestly, Wits. I know sports needs to be talked about, but Wits, it has been an eventful two-week stretch for your boy here. A little bit of an eventful two weeks for you guys, for you as well, you know. Um, but we made it back. How are you feeling? I hear you're in a bit of a comatose. I am. I am a, a burger and a half deep post dinner. I'm getting the I'm getting the meat sweats right now. Ooh. But yeah, everything is good. I was uh, I was in Florida a couple of weeks ago, so I'm a, a little more tan than I used to be. Um, it was a good trip down in the Tampa St. Pete area. So I totally forgot you went to Florida as well. I did go to Florida and it was yeah. a, it I thought a I was the only one celebrating, but you're somebody had some fun. I'll, <laughs> I did have I'll give fun. we'll get we'll give uh the audience a hangman. All right, so Xander got to experience this. M blank L F. So you just gotta put those together and that's the kind of weekend that Wits had. Yeah. Thanks for telling everybody. Well, they have to put the hangman together. We don't live in the smartest country in the world. Um yeah, I got back from Vegas. Came out even. I was as dry as the opening line had, opening, uh, opening line has been, except for the fact that on this two-week hiatus of episodes, I've been on quite a heater come NBA basketball. Having my first loss last night in a parlay because I was too unconfident on picking either of the games, which I might as well should have done. Um, but, yeah, it's been quite the heater getting paid by the bookie, something that hasn't happened in a while, and getting paid pretty handsomely by the bookie helped keep me even while I was in Vegas. And then, uh, obviously, oh, my God, Thomas Candolfi's calling us in the middle of a show. We're going we're gonna to drop the ignore button there because he, he just wants to be on, guys. Um, yeah, and then, and then just living my L.A. lifestyle. Let me tell you, it's not all it's cracked up to be. I prefer to be on the couch watching sports with you guys and gambling. Uh, instead of doing these MTV events, but let me tell you, lots of drinking and lots of uh, lots of partying over the last two weeks. But we're happy to be here because a lot of stuff has happened in the sports world. Um, do we start off with the NBA wits, just because that's the most pressing thing? 
I think we I think we have to. Okay, let's start off with the NBA. We are now into the second round of the postseason. The Lakers are officially out, which is uh, which is shocking to me. And I know it's less shocking to you, but I did lay a claim that I thought either one of these LA teams were going to be in the NBA Finals. And now I am currently retracting that statement um, as one of them is out and I don't feel very confident in the Clippers anymore. Yeah, the Clippers, um, they had an interesting series versus the Mavs. You know, they were they went down 2-0, looked like the world was coming to an end, and they end up forcing a, you know, forcing a game seven and win pretty handedly there at the end. Um, they dropped the first game to the Jazz a couple nights ago. But, yeah, Roz, I, I still don't know what to make of the Clippers. I mean, I think Kawhi, when he's on, is – you can make an argument that he is the best player in the NBA, but I would say definitely in the top three. Um, but Raza, I think this jazz team, I think they just might be a little bit too deep across the board. Cause you look at the Clippers, you get past Paul George. There's not a whole lot of good options over there. And I just worry that the, this Clippers team doesn't have enough depth to compete with Utah. Uh, I agree with you. And that's funny for me to say, there's just been something watching these LA teams where you saw AD go down and that ended the series basically for the Los Angeles Lakers. And I kind of have that same feeling except for that it's, it's showing its head more that it really is on the shoulders of Kawhi and PG. And that's not enough. I think the jazz are so well-rounded that they don't need their stars, Gobert or Mitchell to be the only scorers. And to be fair, Mitchell did put up 45 points to help win that game. Um, but I just think the Clippers and the Lakers depth and just team as a whole aren't really unified. They aren't, they aren't the best 12 men or the best eight men they play each night. And it, it's showing and it doesn't look like we're going to have a major market in the, uh, in the NBA finals, unless you include Brooklyn as part of the New York market, which some probably do. Yeah, I was waiting until you brought up Brooklyn. Um, I had a couple of calls in the first round and into the second. No, and, my. What, what kind of calls, though? I was going to say, my the one that I'm least proud of is the Bucks getting <laughs> to the NBA Finals. Uh, I'm not completely settling, selling it yet, but the way they've looked through the first two games is just atrocious. And, you know, for those of you living under a rock, James Harden injured his hamstring on the first play of the first game of that series. And it really hasn't mattered, Roz. I mean, you look at game one, one pretty easily game two, um, one by 40 points. And I got to throw the flag here at Chris Middleton, Roz. Where are you? He's pulling a PG three right now um, because he has been no, he's nowhere to be found. And when the Bucks really need him, I think he's been the weakest link. Um, and, and what was a really good season for him? So I'm disappointed. The Bucks need Game Three tomorrow night because if the bags aren't aren't already packed, they're going to be packed if they lose another one. Um, yeah. What, what I'm the Bucks. The Bucks were great in the first round. I, I don't know if they played really a team that belongs in the NBA, but that's neither here nor there. It just goes back to what I'm saying about this Nets team. And I know they're without Harden currently, and they were without Harden in game one pretty early on. But KD just can go to another level. Kyrie can do the same thing. And just imagine, again, adding Harden to this list. I got to tell you, Blake Griffin, 
little bit, little bit of Blake Griffin of old. I'd have yeah. to say. Got a little time travel action. A little time there. travel, and uh, it looks good. There's definitely no value in betting the Nets. Um, I definitely ripped their spreads because they're actually underdogs for game three. Uh, it's always tough when you have to move arenas, and Brooklyn did give up game three to the Celtics, so anything is possible, obviously. Um, maybe Chris Middleton has his hottest game. Um, I'm a big candidate for staying away from that game, but I do think the Nets easily get to the NBA Finals just because of what's left in the East. Um, I don't think the Hawks are going to pull off this crazy upset over the 76ers, but the 76ers, much like those L.A. teams, are showing just where they're weak. And uh, I think they get gobbled up by the Nets or even the Bucks if the Bucks somehow find it out. I don't think the 76ers are a true one. They remind me kind of like of a Pacers or a Bulls back in the LeBron Miami days. Um, and Embiid has been dominant, man. But when you have the, the point guard you have, who's supposed to be this – Hall of Fame caliber player, and he cannot shoot the ball. That's a problem. And then Tobias Harris is going to have to be extra special in order for that team to keep moving forward. And I don't think he's been performing at that level. So we'll see. That series is really a toss-up. I know that that's like a one-and-a-half-point spread in the next game, which is pretty wild. Um, so we'll have to see how that goes. But that's that's what I've got coming out of the East right now. And that you were completely wrong about the Knicks. But – I could have told you that when we first let this podcast happen. Yes, I was one of the 90% of the people on the Knicks, and of course they got spanked by the Hawks. Um, Roz, I think interesting switch up for game two was that you saw a lot more of Ben Simmons guarding Trey Young in that game, and I, I think that made a big difference. Trey Young did not shoot the ball well from behind the, from behind the arc. Um, still had a lot of assists, but – he really needs to be the focal point of that offense. I mean, Bog, was it Bogdan or Bojan on the Hawks? I always get him there's confused. A hundred, there's a hundred of them out there. They're the <laughs> yeah, clones he, of one another. He, he didn't shoot that great in game two, and he's another key piece on that offense. I mean, look at the rest of their starters. You've got, you know, Clint Capella, John Collins, um, not not a lot of offensive threats there. So the offense really needs to run through Trey Young and Bogdanovich. So, you know, when either of them are off, it makes it kind of tough. Um, and you brought up an interesting point about Joel Embiid. It's funny, even as he's been super dominant with that knee injury, you, you think it just might not be enough when the 76ers play a team like, you know, the Bucks or the Nets or whoever comes out of the West. Because even after games one and two, you know, Embiid's, I think, scored I don't know, 70 points hasn't been as dominant of an effort from a team perspective and you know as good but as good as Ben Simmons is and all the other facets of the game the lack of offense there I, I think it's uh it's gonna be something to look out for as they get further in the playoffs yeah <clears throat> like I said the east is kind of easier for me to see the map too and it's just gonna be the Nets cruising their way to the NBA finals the west which we jumped in really quickly on talking about the teams that were losing sorry about the teams that are winning the Phoenix Suns are my new favorite team in the West. Um, it's easy to say that. I mean, with the way Chris Paul is playing, he says he's 90% healthy. Devin Booker, probably the best scorer remaining on the Western side. And then DeAndre Ayton coming to his own, the guy who was taken number one overall. Some argue that a pretty big missed opportunity not taking Luka there. It could have been a backcourt of Luka, Chris Paul, and Devin Booker. Um, but I think Ayton's really coming to his own. And He's a, not the traditional big man. I know you think he is, but I think he 
He has a different presence on the court that helps stretch the floor for this team. And they're going up against the MVP big man in Nikola Jokic. And I like the Suns a lot. Do I like them minus five tonight? Absolutely not. But uh, I, I do like them in this series, and I kind of like them in the West. Yeah, I think uh, if I had to take two teams from the West, I think I would also agree with you. I'd go with the Suns and the Jazz. And, you know, the great thing about the Suns is while they've got, I think, a, a very good trio with Aiden, Booker, and Chris Paul, the role players as well making a big impact. Guys like Jay Crowder um, getting a lot more minutes in the postseason. You've got Cameron Payne. You've got Mikel Bridges. Um, just a lot of pieces for the Suns and having a guy like Chris Paul running the show it seems like he's gotten a little healthier this series I love Denver but I just don't think they're deep enough um, to get over the hump and they are getting Will Barton back tonight so we'll see how that goes um, but yeah I think they've been doing a decent job on Jokic from a defensive standpoint you know you look at some of the assist props that he was kind of hitting on all year hasn't really been there the first uh or wasn't there the first game and even in the first series with Denver um so you know I, I think the Suns are a little bit of a mismatch here for the Nuggets and well I, I do love the Nuggets I, I just don't think they have enough and they're they're gonna need some monster efforts out of you know guys like Michael Porter Jr. um you know Monte Morris Aaron Gordon if, you know if they want to get to the next round but I, I just think the Suns are, are too complete of a team and I, I'd really love to see them match up with the jazz. Cause I think they've got kind of a similar set, you know, older guys running the show, Conley and Chris Paul, you know, and, and you've got, you know, guys like Devin Booker and Donovan Mitchell. It's uh, it, it'll be a fun series, which I think we're going to get to see here in a week or so. Yeah. I, uh, I think we're nearing this new wave. Obviously the nets are still there, but if you look at it, we don't have, and you made this point, it's been over a decade since we've had an NBA Finals without LeBron James or Steph Curry in it. Um, so this will this is really shaping up to show that the West has so much potential. There are so many teams in the West that can compete, which there, we haven't been able to say in a long time because um, it's always been the Warriors or LeBron James, wherever he decides to play. Um, but the Jazz, Suns, I think the Nuggets are just a sad – injury away from being also a title contender. I mean, Jamal Murray's on the court. That adds another layer to that team. Uh, and then the Clippers, obviously, they are who they are with Kawhi. And Kawhi's brought a title to both San Antonio and Toronto and was trying to do what seems to be impossible, which is win a championship in not in L.A., but for the Clippers specifically. Um, I don't know. The West is showing why basketball is fun again. And the East, if we – if we could get anybody to beat this Nets team, that uh, it would definitely make it a little bit more interesting. But the Nets kind of following suit from all the past champions we've seen this past decade. Yeah, so we'll see how that series plays out. But I'd, I'd really love for the Bucks to take game three because uh, if they don't, uh, we're looking at a cakewalk. Um, but, you know, we'll see. Things can happen. Uh, I, d I don't know the status of James Harden for the rest of the playoffs. And my gut, my gut says that he's going to be out a while. I mean, you saw how much time he missed this year with the hamstring injury. You know, I had that MVP bet on him, and I woke up every morning you know, looking for good news, and it never came until it was too late. So, you know, you, you got to think the hamstring, if it's bothering him again, it could, could be a little longer um, to get him back on the court. But, you know, like we said before, it doesn't really seem like they've needed him so far. So game three tomorrow in Milwaukee, it's a, it's a must win for the Bucks here. 
Yeah, we shall see. Let's, uh, <clears throat> we're close. We still got about a month until we really get into NFL speak and the way too early fantasy football projections and ratings, but that's what we do best because it's our favorite season of the year. I mean, we're already in June, Wits. Like, we're already in the summer, man, which means yeah. football is right around the corner. Nobody wants to rush hot girl summer, but do love some good football. Absolutely. It's summer of love. Uh, COVID is definitely, I'd say, more coming to an end than it was last summer. So it should be a lot of fun. And then, you know, getting all the fantasy breakdowns, um, hearing a lot of good news about Jordan Love, about a Packers camp. <laughs> uh, you're a dick, but it's okay. Um, yeah, that wasn't going to be the first NFL topic I thought I'd bring up. I thought I'd bring up Julio Jones being traded to the Tennessee Titans to play with A.J. Brown and uh, Ryan Tannehill. Uh, and we, we kind of talked about this for a second. Wide receivers, unless you're DeAndre Hopkins, which thank God because I love D-Hop, usually move to fade away. If you think about it, I mean, Odell Beckham is still talented, but he's faded since being in Cleveland. Hasn't had the uproar he had in New York. You talk about guys like Chad Johnson who tried different teams after the Bengals, T.O. Had a nice little run in Dallas, but never lived up to the the years he had in uh, in Philadelphia. And if you think about more recently players, I mean, we'll have to wait and see about A.J. Green, but Antonio Brown has not really revived his career. I know he's scored. I know he's played decently and maybe catches three balls a game, but doesn't look like the yeah, guy that was – Or a Super Bowl, too. Don't worry. No but, that, but that wasn't a product of him, honestly, in my opinion. I think they win that Super Bowl without him. So, uh, yeah, it's just tough wide receivers and running backs on the move. Never usually good for fantasy purposes, but that's why I've got to ask you. We brought up Corey Davis left Tennessee. Is Julio an upgrade, or do you think he's kind of going down the other side of the hill at this point, and uh, it doesn't really make a difference from Corey Davis to Julio Jones? Uh, I, I think it'll make a difference. Uh, I think Julio is definitely better. You know, at this point in his career, though, how often is he going to stay on the field? Cause I think that's always been the drag on Julio. Um, he has played quite a bit, but first of all, he's always the guy who pops up on the injury report every week and missed quite a bit of time last year. So, you know, at 32, I love, I mean, one of my, one of my favorite receivers of all time. He's, a, you know, he's kind of like the anti-diva wide receiver. You never heard anything about him. Um, all he does is go about his business, but you know, he, he is getting older. Um, so we'll see. I'm, I'm excited to watch him and AJ Brown because they're both, just both physical specimen. Um, so that'll be fun. And I, I think from a quarterback standpoint, Roz, I mean, if you actually take a dive into the numbers with Ryan Tannehill over the past two years, he's actually been one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. So, you know, I know a lot of people and myself included still have that image of what he was in Miami, just kind of stuck in my head, but he is a pretty dynamic quarterback and has put up a lot of stats. So, We'll see what kind of impact that has from a fantasy perspective. But overall team perspective, Roz, I think the Titans are – they're really going to struggle on the other side of the ball, you know, from a defensive perspective. So I think Julio, it's great to get him. He's a great player. I just don't know if that's going to have much impact on their win total as a team this year. Yeah, I mean – we shall see. Again, I'm the one telling you Vrabel's a defensive-minded coach, so if there's anybody to flip around that defense, it could be him. And obviously, at the end of the day, um, I still believe that everything runs through Kansas City in the AFC, but 
we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. And I know that there's a lot of trade talks still to be had. I mean, Deshaun Watson and potentially somebody else who I, who shall not be named at this point in time could be moved and maybe moved to the AFC. Um, but Deshaun Watson most recently coming out saying he wants to play in Denver. I think that'd be wild to get two matchups a year between Watson and Mahomes. I know there's a lot legally going on with Deshaun Watson, but I have to assume that will uh, eventually pass and he'll either be suspended or booted or he'll be deemed clear to play. Um, do you have any thoughts on the revolving doors of quarterbacks currently in the NFL? Yeah, I mean, I really love Denver's roster. I think they're, you know, outside of the quarterback position, I think they're one of the teams that is most built to win right now. So, you know, adding a Deshaun Watson or maybe that other guy who we're not going to name to that team, I think it makes them an immediate Super Bowl contender. And I know they're in the same division as the Chiefs, but I think if you get to the dance, it doesn't really matter. Um, you know, Eli Manning proved that to us. So this Denver team, I, I think it'll be interesting because um, they're, I think they're built to win right now. They just need somebody better under center. And then, yeah, we'll see what happens. But I'm, I'm guessing at least one of those guys between Watson and the other guy are going to be moved before the season starts. Um, so it'll, it'll be interesting. That's for sure. That is for sure. Uh, what was the other? I think there's one more bit of NFL news. Uh, it's just these people coming back from, in, from injuries. Saquon Barkley with another torn ACL coming back. Dak Prescott coming back. Joe Burrow coming back. A lot of people coming back. Uh, I'm getting the I'm getting the move off the NFL train sign from from which oh no oh, now he's trying to cover up he's just sending me sign after sign after sign this is bad radio Ross I don't care you're the one throwing me signs over there Mister I'm in a hamburger coma laying in bed while I do a podcast look at me I'm not laying in bed I'm sitting up I can't tell it looks like you're laying down you most certainly are laying down anyways uh, which how about we go to you for something you're very good at. Major League Baseball power rankings. Okay. Oh, we're, not, we're not unveiling the power rankings until next week. Oh my exactly. god. This guy this guy is in such a coma, he's gotta he's gotta take a he's gotta pass out. Give me at least a value bet on the NBA coming up. I'm talking about Western Conference winner, Eastern Conference winner, or NBA Finals winner. I mean, if you want a value bet, look no further than that team in Milwaukee. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, take the take the Bucks game three, lay the points. It's going to be a blowout. Oh my God! Wits on just one of the worst finishes to an episode ever here at the opening line, or the Sporting Edge, whatever wherever you heard us first. Wits throwing the finger of doom up there, trying to call the day. Must be tired. It's only what six forty-five in Chicago, Illinois. I still got four, my <laughs> four more hours of work here for Roz in Los Angeles, California. That's okay. Time's up. I'm gonna go hang out with another Horowitz who is visiting me, anyways. So we shall see. This has been the opening line with your host Wits and Roz. We'll be back <laughs> next week, everybody. I promise there will be no more hiatuses. Peace.
To believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode i'm rachel 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.